the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, hello, everybody. Dennis Prager with you. Sean, I can barely see you. It's a very dark studio. It's a dark time, so Sean sort of identifies with the time in which we live by sitting in the dark. Hello, my friends. It will be very interesting to find out how many excess deaths there will have been in the United States in 2020. Uh, I don't know. I say it's very interesting. I'm not being euphemistic. I'm simply uh, offering the idea uh, that that it is. We don't know uh, what will be. You know, I look into this. There is no issue in my radio history that I have more thoroughly investigated. More, more In other words, a contemporary issue. I don't mean historical or or large issue, event of the day, if you will, than the COVID virus and the the world's response to it. And while I do not know the biological data, I do know more than I suspect most doctors do about what is happening. And by the way, that is not only not a boast, it is actually a shame on most doctors because that's their job. When doctors call me and give me this uh, arrhythmia uh, drivel with regard to hydroxychloroquine or there aren't double-blind studies, I know that they have no idea what they're talking about. And when a layman knows that a doctor has no idea what he's talking about, it's not a good sign. So the question that will have to be analyzed well, many questions will, is how many excess deaths were there? And I'll tell you why this is important, obviously. Let us say we say that 200,000 Americans died of COVID, but there were not 200,000 excess deaths. How will you how would you explain that? And I mean it. Maybe I, I am missing the, uh, the obvious or even not obvious explanation. If 200,000 more people have not died than last year, then how do you explain 200,000 died from COVID? That means that much fewer died of heart attacks, cancer, and the like? I, 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 how, how would you explain that? There, there have to be essentially 200,000 more deaths. I mean, the, the only arena where I could imagine there being fewer deaths uh, would be uh, car crashes because there are so many fewer cars on the road. But that is not a gigantic statistic that would account for 200,000 excess deaths or non-excess deaths. So this is uh, this is a question that I, I want to see uh, an answer to. It's official, yes. 
Uh, no kidding about the uh, Trump boom. Uh, if uh, Alan, I need the uh, I need the excess death article. I have the uh, Trump middle class boom article here, and I want to get that excess death article from I and I. What 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 will you say though if you if you find out? But the press won't report it. But somehow it might trickle down from those of us who tell the truth. What what if it turns out that there were way fewer than two hundred thousand? Here's the point. I keep looking into this, and it appears to be accurate that if you have a, a heart attack and you were tested positive for COVID, you are listed as a COVID death. Here's worse. If the doctor suspected you were not even tested, the doctor felt that you had COVID and you died of something else, you are listed as a COVID death. Now, I, this is what I have read. I, I have read this, to the best of my recollection, from CDC statements. Now, if this is true, does it trouble you? Do you believe the 200,000 figure? When hospitals have a massive amount to gain financially, if they list somebody as a COVID patient? So these are, uh, these are troubling times for so many reasons. What has happened to the sciences is, is something that I have uh, mentioned to you. Uh, on uh, on a number of occasions. Is the coronavirus crisis finally over? A Nobel laureate says it might be. This is Issues and Insights, a fine website. A few weeks ago, we asked the same question about the pandemic. Is it safe to go outside yet? The data made a good case that it was. Today, they look even better. According to the Centers for Disease Control's latest data, Released six days ago, through August 29th, the data predicted excess deaths have moved below the threshold for excess deaths. When we last wrote about this, after total deaths had for months exceeded the threshold, the two numbers were moving closer. Stanford biophysics professor Michael Levitt, who won the 2013 Nobel Prize for Chemistry, says the pandemic might have come to an end. CDC excess deaths to 29 August are 14% below baseline as predicted in July. This is the first time since March that delay-corrected death data fell below baseline. Excess death in the March to August 20 COVID-19 season may be over. A huge milestone, he tweeted on Thursday. Levitt had a strong record predicting how the virus runs its course. He began analyzing the number of COVID-19 cases worldwide in January, the Los Angeles Times reported in March, and correctly calculated that China would get through the worst of its coronavirus outbreak long before many health experts had predicted. On July 25th, he predicted U.S. COVID-19 will be done in four weeks, with a total reported death below 170,000. 
His fatality prediction was a bit high. The actual death toll was about 161,000 four weeks later, far lower than the 220,000 he predicted in March and much closer than the forecast of Imperial College's Neil Ferguson, whose prediction of a worst-case 2.2 million American deaths galvanized the lockdown response. His best-case estimate of 1.1 million U.S. lives lost was still wildly off the mark. Well, this is uh, this is a very interesting uh, issue. I live in a place where you still can't dine indoors. Yesterday, I recorded a, a speech for Pastor Jack Hibbs and his... Uh, Calvary Church in Chino Hills, California, and I I was stunned that even in his area, which is a different county than L.A. County, you could not eat inside a restaurant. I have been to Michigan, Wyoming, Montana, and Illinois in the last month, and in every case, I could eat inside a restaurant. I still watch people in Southern California, I'm sure many of you see them in various places around the country, walking alone outdoors, wearing masks. So I have a question. Why? Sean, you know I'm not going to knock you. Tell me, when you're alone outdoors, do you wear a mask? Okay, you don't. All right. And, and only because I see you wearing one, you know, in, in the studios. But you only wear one you're required. Okay, I, I'm, I'm pretty close to you. So, do you have a theory? Do you know somebody who wears a mask outdoors, alone? But but you don't know someone. You don't know someone. See, I, I would like if if you. Yeah, I know people are scared. You see. The, Obviously, that, but that just delays the question. Obviously, they're scared. If they weren't scared, they wouldn't act stupidly. So the question is, they're, they're what? They think it's protecting them from what? F- f- from from bird turd? No, no, I don't. I don't understand. I'm, and I mean it. So you know, folks. I never mock people when they when they call it. If you wear a mask or you know somebody who does outdoors walking alone or even with one other person, would you uh, call in? I can't tell you how, how sad it is to see so many Americans irrational. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. 
I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. And although this wave is stringing us along. Okay, everybody, I want to remind you, no, no, you got that wrong. It's job creators. Indeed. All right, let's see here. Oh, yes. I have. <laughs> My friends, I have so much to report to you. Oh, look at this. Okay, let's go to uh, Lewis in Lake Havasu, Arizona. Havasu, thank you. How are we doing, Dennis? Okay. okay. Hey, I have an answer to your question, and it's a really sad one. I have friends that wear their masks, you know, when they're all by themselves. Yeah. And I say, ask them why they do it, and they say it's because, I'm paraphrasing, but it's the square box in their living room told them to do it. You're paraphrasing? What was the paraphrase? That oh, the T. Oh, I never, I never hear the, the square box. Oh, that's a that's an old saying. The square box. <laughs> uh, okay, so they say that they actually say that to you. Yes, they say because they're told to do so. So the minute that the government tells them not to wear the mask, the next day their mask is going to come off, and nothing has changed. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. The government has told them to do so. It's not the government. It's the... Because depending on what government you're referring to, uh, it's... I assume it's the CDC. I'm not even sure, though. Uh, It's an interesting question. If the CDC announced that unless you are in a crowded area, which they don't even believe either because they allow you to take it off while you eat in an airplane, that's been my go-to challenge. Why are you allowed to have no masks in the most congested area that people ever congregate, an airplane? You are an inch from someone. You are closer to someone in an airplane or as close as you would be at a a baseball game, but baseball games would be out loud. Oh, you can't, oh, that's right, you can't open peanuts. Yes. All right, anyway, I was very curious. And, uh, okay, you know what, Jack in Cincinnati, you've called a lot. I feel bad. I know you're, uh, you feel insulted as an MD, and you should be. I have insulted MDs. I fully acknowledge it. Uh, the uh, reputation of the medical profession in millions, tens of millions of Americans' eyes has declined. I still hold doctors have saved my life. I, I can't express enough my gratitude to them. I believe you're the doctor we've bet uh, $1,000 on that hydroxychloroquine will have been shown to, to be effective. But I'm not going to take a call because I, I, I try not to take people who call in a lot. I'm sorry. But you have a right to be offended because I have deliberately offended you. You have earned, you and doctors who have gone out against hydroxychloroquine have earned my insult. You have my contempt. Okay, there you go. I can't be more honest about that. 
And the doctors who are for hydroxychloroquine are taken down by uh, YouTube. So you get it? So Americans can't even hear the other side. I wonder if doctors like the, this doctor in Cincinnati support that, that there be no allowance given. Dr. Scott Atlas is a, a doctor. He's, he's, he was taken down. Uh, the, and he, he works the administration. So it's not even a matter of we listen to doctors. We only listen to doctors who agree with the left. We, we listen. That's it. We don't listen to doctors. It's like the New York Times headline, President Denies Science. This was a headline. New York Times is, uh, is, an, is thoroughly an opinion piece. The entire New York Times is, is a left-wing opinion piece. It's deterioration from an already, I believe, controversial level of commitment to truth uh, is now... Uh, it is now the left is destroyed, whatever it touches. The latest is uh, the sciences, and uh, the journalism is uh, it, journalism is a perfect example. See, the reason they shut down all other voices, like the doctors who spoke, when, I think it was the most quickly viral YouTube video. Within hours, it had like 17 million views. There's a, the American people are, who are not brainwashed are starved for truth. And, the, uh, and YouTube does not allow them to have it, nor does Twitter. PragerU retweeted the doctors who spoke in Washington, D.C., retweeted them, and we lost our ability to tweet for a week. This is a very big deal for a very big organization. There is no commitment to truth at Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Google. There's a commitment to the left. So even scientists, when they say, oh, follow the science, they don't mean follow the science. They mean follow what the left accepts as science. There is no follow the science on the left. If they were follow the science on the left, You'd have been told the truth about the fires in my state of California that they they owe overwhelmingly to environmentalist opposition to getting rid of brush, not to global warming. The Dennis Prager Show. Yes, everybody. I'm talking to you about the virus and the lockdown, the catastrophe of the lockdown. Six months of, of squashing people's livelihoods, hopes, dreams, savings, for no good reason. The virus is essentially over in Sweden. The United States, with all its lockdowns, has now surpassed Sweden in deaths per million. How do you account for that? For so long, they've been saying, oh, Sweden has more deaths per million than the United States. So it shows the lockdowns work. Well, we now have surpassed Sweden, if you believe the figures. We live because the left does not hold truth to be a value. We live in a world of lies, including the uh, global warming is the cause of the fires in the West. We have a video up on that, what causes the fires. You should see it. 
it's it, it's something it's a phenomenon that we are living through and it's it takes a, a lot of courage to withstand it takes strength i wouldn't say courage it takes courage to stand up to it it doesn't take courage to withstand it i don't know what what quality of human character does it take to withstand the lies that you are bombarded with from the New York Times and the Democratic Party and their media? Um, I don't know. It's an interesting question that I have to figure out the answer to. Why does everyone I know, why are they capable of seeing the lies like a, a Russian reader would see Pravda lied. I have to think that one through. Hmm. Ah, do we have our guest on? Yes, that's a very big deal. Yes, indeed. All right, uh, one moment here. This is a, this is actually, I have a courageous man on, and I like I like a courageous people here. This is what we're working on. All right, Rabbi Yaakov. Oh, did he leave? What what happened here? I was just going to go to this rabbi. Well, we'll get him on. What what happened? All all of our lines are are freaking out on me. <laughs> this is very strange. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, we've had some hacking going on, and uh, so believe it or not, my show has been relatively uh, calm in this regard. But uh, there have been a price here, and uh, we're going to get to the. Uh, we're going to get this rabbi on who has uh, gotten 100 Orthodox rabbis uh, to uh, to sign a letter, and I'm, he's going to tell you about it. You see, uh, you know what keeps me hopeful, and, and you know I don't uh, tend toward uh, macro optimism because the uh, this, the history of the world is uh, is not a happy one. Human beings screw everything up. And some human beings do a phenomenal job, obviously. But uh, what gives me, the thing that I most rely on is that religious Jews and Christians will uh, come up to uh, the plate. If I can't rely on religious Jews and Christians to say no to the lies that permeate our society and combat the left, then there is no hope for the country. So Rabbi Menken... Uh, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Thank you for having me. Why don't you tell everybody the coalition you are part of and what your letter is? Well, to start at the beginning, the Coalition for Jewish Values exists to articulate how traditional Jews feel in matters of public policy. Uh, our take on family values, religious liberty, human rights, and anti-Semitism, uh, for example. And the issue at hand is the Southern Poverty Law Center's 
uh, partisan biased hate list and the reliance upon that list by Amazon Smile and other similar programs. Okay, hold it there for a moment, Rabbi. I want to give you plenty of time. I salute you, sir. Because if the religious community cannot say two and two is four, it's over. The Southern Poverty Law Center is a hate group. We finally have religious people saying it. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. As I was saying to you, my last hope for America is the religious community of Jews and Christians. The mainstream uh, Christian, Catholic, Protestant, the mainstream Jewish communities have failed. They're individually strong individuals, but it's, it's irrelevant to the generalization. They, uh, they are leftists with religious uh, uh, verbiage. So the last hope is the religious community, and uh, that is why what uh, Rabbi Menken has done here uh, is uh, is so important. Rabbi Yaakov Menken, he's host of the Moral Heritage podcast, organized a letter from 100 rabbis denouncing the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is a hate group. It's a, it's a fraud, and, uh, and, and people like Amazon rely on it. Uh, for uh, hate in the guise of uh, fighting racism. Rabbi Menken, I'm curious, have you gotten a pushback? So far, not yet. We are we are waiting for it. We are anticipating it. Uh, but uh, the Coalition for Jewish Values, because we stand for rabbinic opinion in the traditional Jewish community, it's very hard to impeach us when we talk about anti-Semitism. That's certainly true. So they won't impeach you on anti-Semitism grounds. They'll impeach you on all the others. That uh, that the SPLC is fighting racism, which is ironic given that many of its members have accused it of racism and they, they got rid of their head uh, uh, last year. I, I mean, uh, it, it, so... There's a certain irony. but uh, So how much publicity has your letter gotten? Well, surprising amount because Fox News picked it up and it, it kind of went from there. Um, obviously, the more the better because we do want Amazon uh, and then other organizations to make the right choice and to stop relying on this ridiculous partisan uh, hate list. Uh, but uh, again, because we focused on the issue of anti-Semitism contained in that hate list, that's how we were able to add such a significant piece to this dialogue. So there are 100 of you in the coalition or 100 of you who have signed the letter? 100 signed the letter. We have over 1,500 rabbis already in the coalition. Uh, in a matter of days, we were able to get uh, 100 of them to public to sign what was going to be a public letter. May I ask, why didn't more of the 1,500 sign? There's a lot of rabbis in the traditional community who, because of the nature of their individual work, have to be 
rather quiet about which values they're pushing, and uh, even though they're things that we all believe, because they're trying to reach Jews who, as you described, have basically dropped their uh, Jewish values for uh, partisan uh, progressive leftism. And then when they're trying to draw them back, they say, you know, let, let's focus on, on the Judaism we all agree on first. And once we get you to understand that there's a thing about Sabbath and kosher and everything else, then, then, then we can get to those values pieces. So they wouldn't want to sign a public letter like this. So what is your answer to them? You did. Well, some of us have to speak up. I was, I was told by a member of a very prominent outreach organization that we say what every member of their organization wishes they could say. Well, I, all right, so, look, you obviously know how much I, I admire what you're doing, so that, that goes without saying. So let me tell you why I, I don't buy that argument. Uh, everyone is tested at times in life. And ultimately, if fear of God is less than fear of the New York Times, I think your fear of God is wanting. Well, I I think you have to look at it from a different perspective. We're trying to... the, The people working in that type of outreach, for example, are trying to reach Jews who do not share our values. Uh, if they speak up immediately on the values and these type of debated public policy issues, that audience will immediately run away from their synagogues and not return. Whereas if we're able to draw them in with real Judaism and the basics of Judaism, then they come to recognize that Judaism comes with a set of values that we all believe. And it's much easier to adopt that for a partisan leftist once they've understood what's really going on. But without question. But you, you haven't attacked the left here. Behind us. You, you, you've attacked the SPLC. Abs- our organization goes ahead and says the things that many feel that they cannot. Absolutely. Where are you located? And remember, we only all we also only had a, a matter of a few days. Okay, that's fair. Where, where are you located? I'm in Baltimore, Maryland. Do you have a synagogue yourself? Uh, no, I I always say that to be a synagogue rabbi, one has to have a loud mouth, no Torah, and like people. And I've only mastered the first one. It's <laughs> an interesting attitude. Uh, you, you, so, okay, that's fair. So are any of the signatories pulpit rabbis? Absolutely. But they, they represent, uh, synagogues where the overwhelming majority of the congregants are themselves traditional Jews steeped in traditional Jewish learning. Given uh, the, the obvious anti-Semitism on the left, not among liberals, but, but on the left, how, how do you account for the acceptance of the left by so many Jews, not to mention the anti-Americanism? I'll get your response when we come back. Rabbi Menken's uh, Coalition for Jewish Values. We should give a, uh, a link to them. We'll do the so. Dennis Prager Show. Okay, everybody, Dennis Prager here. Coalition for Jewish Values is a conservative pro-Judaism 
pro-America organization, long, long overdue, as we would say. So uh, in the couple of minutes left, Rabbi Menken, uh, and I congratulate you again on your letter about the hate group called the Southern Poverty Law Center. I am asked more than any other question, perhaps, because the vast majority of those who uh, I speak to, obviously, are not Jewish. Why are Jews on the left? What is your answer? The reform movement, which established itself as the early dominant, uh, dominant movement in America, only exists since essentially it was sparked in the 1810 or so in Germany. It's only a couple of centuries old. And in 1850, when they met, they said, we look forward to unlimited development in the religion of Moses, and the Talmud has for us no authority. So they rejected all religious authority at that time and adopted progressivism as their religion. And I think that's where it comes from, the idea that so much of the Jewish community of today is espousing ideas that the founding fathers of the Reform Movement back in the 1850s in Germany would be horrified if they heard that this is where progressivism had led their intellectual descendants. They would be. I I agree with that. So is there hope? Uh, well, certainly, uh, I mean, unfortunately, uh, to, it's a tremendous tragedy, but what you said about uh, the leftist movement essentially failing is sadly true if one looks at statistical surveys of the Jewish community and what the federations have called the continuity crisis since the 1990s. There is no continuity crisis. Uh, the religious community is exploding. Uh, thank God, you know, you have uh, large families, blessed with many children, all of whom are steeped in Judaism and Jewish learning. There's going to be a very established uh, Orthodox Jewish community for for years and years to come. All right, how do people get in touch? cjv.org.com? Uh, cjvalues.org leads to the website, which is actually a coalition for Jewish values.org. Excellent. To, to, to save your fingers, just do CJ for Coalition Jewish and then values spelled out dot right. org. And, Rabbi, you know, some, one of your uh, listeners has already found us. I've already gotten the good. Email. Um, you will so find many more. So a, a happy and healthy <laughs> new year to you, sir. Same to you. Thank you very much. Talking about the new year, click on the banner at my website about my high holiday services. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Alan's story. I've been in back pain since my early 20s. Now I'm 51. In my early 20s, I worked for the state prison. I got injured, and I was off work for about a year. I'm now a train engineer. I basically sit all day long. My wife making me take Relief Factor 
literally changed my life. Uh, I don't feel like I'm 20 again, but my back does. Everyone knows you want something drug-free. You want something that will help your own body deal with the inflammation that can often cause pain in your neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee, or foot. Actually, even general aches and pains from just getting older, exercise, everyday living, all can be a real problem, even keeping you from sleeping through the night. So here's what I suggest you do. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners of Relief Factor, have created what they call a three-week quick start. It's a trial pack, and they've discounted it to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day. And after that, about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's a three-week quick start for just $19.95. And you should know this. About 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start for just $19.95 go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer and go to relieffactor.com and order the three week quick start that's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384 800-500-8384 